Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. So, If you have your Bible with you, if you want to turn back to the book of Galatians chapter 5, we're going to conclude today our series, To Be Fruitful. And uh, while you're turning there and finding your spot there in Galatians chapter 5, I want to mention to you uh, that upcoming, you should have already received an email from Faith Assembly Church uh, in the past few days that indicate that our annual business meeting is going to be hosted on February 15th. Now that is scheduled to be a unite prayer and worship emphasis, and prayer and worship emphasis we will have even in the midst of transacting the business of the church because the reason we're going to pray and worship is because I don't believe there should be anything ever staunch and dry about the business of the kingdom. Come on, somebody. Right? So um, not only that, but in recent weeks, we've transitioned to being one church in multiple locations, and we realized that Sunday morning immediately following service just wasn't going to work anymore for us. So uh, we're going to be here Wednesday evening, February 15th, 7 p.m. Come expecting a great time together in the Lord. And we're just going to have an awesome time. You don't have to be a member. Anybody's welcome to come and let's worship the Lord together. Uh, but certainly we do encourage our active voting membership to be here for that special meeting. Okay? You got your spot in the Word? You ready? All right, all right. So this is our final week in our To Be Fruitful series, and today we're going to talk about the harvest, right? That's, you know, one of Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people is that we would begin with the end in mind. And uh, certainly this is one of those scenarios where we've been talking about to be fruitful, so we've kind of had this idea of a harvest on the radar ever since we got started And today we are reaching the culmination, the culminating message of this series as we begin to talk about uh, gathering the harvest in and what that looks like. So the harvest is what comes after the planting, the cultivating, the pruning, and, and everything else that's necessary for us to see the fruits of our labor. And, you know, here's the deal. Everybody wants the fruits at harvest time. But there are a few people who are willing to do what's necessary all along the way in order to recognize a harvest in due season. So let's take a look today at the reality of the harvest. And last week we talked about how that the fruit of the Spirit The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such there is no law. Now, I want to to really quickly jump on this to emphasize this point. The Word says that these things are the fruit of the Spirit. Again, it's not the product of our circumstances. It's It's not the product of culture around us. It's not the... It's not something that's highly conditional in our lives. It is the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, the Spirit in us and the Spirit through us should be able to manifest these fruits in our lives. So my point in saying that to you is that as a follower of Jesus, 
you are given the Spirit of the Lord. If you're here today and you say, I love Jesus, I confess him as king, I've repented of my sins, and I have, I have yielded my life to his lordship, then you have the Spirit of God resident in you. What are you saying, Pastor Steve, today? What I'm saying to you today is that if you look at these fruits of the Spirit, then you need to understand that it is already bound up in you. Whether or not it has found expression through you, that may be a different, that may be a different conversation. But it is bound up in you by virtue of the fact that the Spirit dwells in you. Because I want to tell you something, if the Spirit of God is in you, the Spirit of God is not a fruitless Spirit. It's in you. It's, it's resident by virtue that the king of glory through the Holy Spirit has a residence in your heart. And the Spirit has many different jobs in our lives, but one is to produce a harvest of spiritual fruits. And these fruits are present in the life of every believer, but they must be exercised and honed to become our new nature. It's like an athlete who has untapped potential. If you can just imagine yourself in, in working with the Holy Spirit, it's almost like when you, when you identify, you see this kid playing pickup ball at the, count, at the community park, and it's kind of rough and it's kind of ragged, but you see all the potential that's there. If, if that talent and that raw skill can just be meshed with the right mentor and the right coach, then that coach is going to have the wisdom to lead that student through the reps and the necessary exercises in order for what's on the inside to manifest itself on the outside. The difference is there are not as... You know what the difference between a lot of the people you meet on the street and professional athletes are? Their willingness to put in the work. Their willingness to do the reps, their willingness. Do you know what the difference between any of us and the spiritual giants that we have observed in our lives that we maybe perceive ourselves as our, our desire that we want to be? Do you know what the main difference is? Our willingness to engage in the disciplines that will cultivate and that will hone the things that are already resident in us, that the Spirit has already vested in us, because in all this, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to jump on you, make you do things, and, and possess you in ways that cause you to behave in ways that you are not yielded and, pre, and disposed on your own to behaving. He's going to move in your life with your agreement. So it's, it's like that. And, and when, when we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, and when we live yielded to the Holy Spirit, our lives produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These, these qualities are evident to those around us. And as a matter of fact, there may be even some of us, and, and I'm sure there are several of you who have had this happen to you before. You are, you're in a workplace, you're in a situation, a context where there are other people around you, and maybe it's a little bit tense, maybe it's a little stressful, and somebody will come up to you and say, hey, 
look, I, I just, I don't know, we don't talk a lot, but what I've noticed in this situation is that you're different than everybody else here in this scenario. Like, you're, one of these things is not like the other, and you're the one. You're the one who's not stressed out. You're the one who's not tensed up. You're the one who's not mumbling and muttering and cussing under your breath at every little thing that's going on around here. You seem to have peace. You seem to have joy. You seem to have a little bit more patience with these knuckleheads running around. What's different about you? And that's when you can begin to explain about the fruit of the Spirit and, and say, well, you know, the difference is that I live my life yielded and walking in the spirit and allowing him to have his way and his work in my life first of all i'm a follower of jesus christ and by virtue of that i have the spirit of the lord resident in me and what you're seeing is not of me but it's all of him and let me introduce you right so um these qualities are are can be evident let me let me just stop right here and offer you this okay because we live in a world that touts open-mindedness so much that there's a lot of us that are so open-minded that our brains have just fell completely out of our head okay as a matter of fact because we don't even know anymore how to assess things according to standards right and let me just tell you this the word does say that you and I are not to be judgmental But just because we're not supposed to be judgmental does not mean that we are not called to be fruit inspectors. Right? And, and you know, it's, it's, really, it's really incumbent upon the believer in this generation to be wise and to be discerning and to be able to look at and assess the fruitfulness of someone's life, especially someone that we're going to be following, especially someone who's going to be given the charge of leadership over us, that we should be able to look on at that person's life, examine the fruit of their lives, not the fruit of their lips, but the fruit of their lives, and ascertain, is this somebody I can follow? Is their word something in which I can place my trust? And the key to this, and having this manifestation of spiritual fruit in our lives, is to be walking with and in the spirit if we want the spirit's fruit manifest in our lives then it's required that we follow and not despise the spirit's leading you say well pastor that that's almost seems you know just incredibly ignorant for you to say to a group of people on Sunday morning who have gotten up and come out to church at 9 a.m. that you would say to us that we would, you know, not despise the Spirit's leading. But can I tell you something today? There is a conflict in your life. As you sit here this morning, you are conflicted. As I stand in this place today, I am conflicted. And if we're not careful, we can value the wrong things and we can love the wrong things and we can cherish the wrong things and in the cherishing of wrong things, we begin to despise the right things. And as a friend of mine used to say, I love my wife's husband. Wow, that was just like delayed and... 
Some of y'all get that on the way. You'll, you'll be sitting at lunch and go, oh. <laughs> and and I, know, I know that what I'm about to say seems very cliche and churchy of me to say, but we really need to settle on this point for a few minutes and discuss its importance in our lives because it is required for you and I that if we are going to be bearers of spiritual fruit, then we must live and move in the Spirit. And we looked at already Galatians chapter 5, those, those couple of verses there, but the broader chapter of Galatians mentioned above states that human nature and the Spirit of the Lord are in conflict with each other. Some, some place puts it this way, the, the, the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. There's a conflict. There's a conflict. If I, if I were to ask any of you today who wants to be a bearer of spiritual fruit, oh, me, me, pick me, pick me, because we all want to be spiritually fruitful people. But if I were to say to you, okay, well, how many of you want to engage in the spiritual disciplines? How many of you want to subject yourself to the pruning that may be necessary? How many of you want to go through the painstaking effort of the preparation of soil and the cultivation of field so that your life is a fertile ground in which the seed of the Spirit is sown, then that might be a different answer. Because we like things automated. We like instantaneous. We like, we like the snap of the finger, the instant gratification. And, and the fruit of, of the Spirit is contrary to the fruit of human nature. And can I tell you that only one fruit, one type of fruit is going to thrive in your life. Only one type of fruit is going to thrive in your life. And the word says that the fruit of human nature, as we read through that broader passage of Galatians, we learn that the fruit of human nature is sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, and factions, right? And, and all of us in here, like there's, you know, as we're looking on and as we're trying to grow spiritually, there, there should be a collective recoil in our spirits as we read these lists of fruits of carnal flesh, right? We should all just kind of like, ooh, mm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want that in my life. I don't, I don't want that, but can I tell you something today? You may be the kindest, gentlest person in this room. I know there's a diversity of personalities. There's a, a diversity of, 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 uh, of temperaments and all those things. But can I tell you at the core of who you are and at the core of your brokenness apart from God, these are the default fruits of your life. These terrible things that we've listed here already. And it says then, in contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And to, to live in the Spirit and have those things produced in our lives, it takes courage. It takes wisdom. It takes discernment. And it takes a great deal of intentionality. To, to live in the Spirit is, see, it's a, 
it's a continual submission of one's carnal tendencies. It, it is continually being honest with myself, first of all. And just, just allowing the Spirit of the Lord to search me as the psalmist prayed, to know my heart and to see if there's any... And that's not a question, honestly. I guarantee you, if we really yield ourselves to the Spirit, it's not going to be, Lord, can you find anything? It's going to be more an issue of, Lord, what have you found? What have you found in me? And, and reveal those things to me and give me the grace to not only be honest in your presence, but with myself to say, Lord, you know what? That's exactly right. I recognize that because I know that my default and my tendency left to itself is not going to be the more favorable things, but rather, and it takes courage. It takes courage to set those things aside because there's, there's something in us as creative beings, there's something in us in humanity that we just crave justice. And, and we want with everything in us to be right, Oh, y'all got really quiet. And, and we want, you know, we just, we want the flesh to come out on top. Bottom line. It's, you know, the, the, there's a reason that the adage in our world is to look out for number one. And that's because there is a, there is a natural bent and tendency towards self-preservation. And it is required of you and I that we drag our carnal selves to an altar and we commit ourselves there in sacrifice to the Lord and to the leadership and direction of the Holy Spirit. And it is a conflict every day, sometimes moment by moment, that we be able to do that. It takes energy and it takes pruning to ensure that healthy growth is happening in the spirit. To live in the spirit is the continual submission of one's carnal tendencies to the lordship of Jesus Christ and the spirit's leadership in us. And as I share about the fruits of, of the human nature and the fruit of the spirit, I, I imagine that several specific characteristics maybe stuck out to you. I know as I'm, as I'm passing through and as I'm studying this, the Lord's touching my heart and saying, hey, here's some areas that you might want to take a look at, God, because you're not really killing it here. Right, And as we're passing through, maybe you heard some of those things, either positive or negative. But I encourage you to make note of those things and be aware and live intentionally so that the fruit of the Spirit can be manifest in those places where the fruit of the carnality is being borne out in your lives. So, so further here on, in Galatians, we hit another key passage pertaining to the harvest. And here again is one of those passages where we, we have the refrigerator magnet version memorized and committed to memory because if I were to begin this phrase from Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, you could finish it. If I were to say to you, be not weary in well-doing, in due season you will reap if you faint not. And, and we use that verse to prop each other up and to encourage each other, and rightly we should. You know, we should encourage each other with the word. But the truth of the matter is, oftentimes because we've memorized snippets and sound bites from the word, we, we miss the broader context of the truth that's being conveyed. And I believe this is one of these 
areas here that we, like when we hear that word, we've got to back up and say, what's really being said here? Because where, where this all starts is this. It starts in verse 7. And it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. So if you sow to the flesh, Paul continues, then from the flesh you will reap corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, then from the Spirit you will reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary in well-doing. What? You mean this is not about just me like doing good things and, and giving groceries to the poor and all that? No, it, this is about your daily walk also. That, that as you are engaged in the conflict of setting self aside and sowing to the Spirit, that through your life the characteristics and the very nature of God would be manifest in a dark and dying world. Don't be weary in your personal disciplines. Don't be weary in your pursuit of spiritual things. Don't be weary in being diligent to lay the flesh on the altar that the Spirit it might prevail in your life because in due season you'll reap if you faint not therefore as we have the opportunity let us do good to all especially those of who are of the household of faith now there, there's a discipline understand this there is a discipline to sowing spiritually healthy things in your life and mine sowing to the flesh is our default sowing to the spirit requires intentionality and can I tell you this sometimes sowing to the spirit from from situation to situation circumstance to circumstance sometimes sowing to the spirit requires great intentionality great intentionality because in a moment, your default is going to be to sow to the flesh. Now, if we sow evil and sin into our lives, then we're going to reap the same in return. And if, if we want to receive the things, that God, uh, the things of God within our lives, then we've got to sow to please the Spirit. And we would, we would willingly and readily sow love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control into all aspects of our lives except that it's not easy and we can get tired along the way and we can be weary of doing good because it has an impact not only in our own lives but on the world around us and the adversary will do everything he can to discourage you and I from sowing to the spirit and I want to encourage you today that in order to be fruitful you've got to be prepared for a harvest You've got to begin with the end in mind and you've got to sow to the right places and you've got to yield to the right spirit. And that's not always easy. But be not weary in well-doing. Think back for a moment to last week when we talked about remaining attached to the vine because here's the kicker. It's not in our ability to do all these things. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches 
And apart from me, you can do nothing. So none of these things, I'm, I'm up here preaching and you're just sitting there going, well, pastor, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. Listen, maybe, maybe try again, but not in the flesh. Maybe, maybe try again, but not trusting in your own goodness. Try again, but not trusting in your own merit, your own worth, your own value. But try again, leaning into the grace of Almighty God and, and, and leaning into the Spirit of the Lord and leaning in Him, relying on Him for power in your life to be able to execute. And if you want to reap healthy fruit, you need to sow healthy fruit. And the best way to do that is to stay connected to Christ and walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, again, let's go back to that idea of inspecting fruit, and then we're going to close. It isn't hard to distinguish between fresh fruit and rotten fruit. Is it? I mean, when you walk into your house and the bananas have been on the shelf just a little too long, it's easy to distinguish that something is amiss, right? Hmm. I have this story I love to tell. Pastor Lisa and I were in the grocery store and she always says, hey, grab some bananas. And forever, we've gotten a little better about it now, but forever we would, we would get this little bunch of bananas and we'd take them home set them on the shelf and they would sit on the shelf until they turned like absolutely black and we just had to throw them away so one day we're in the store and she says to me she says hey grab some bananas so I grab the bananas I put them in the cart we go check out and everything I'm, I'm walking out the store and I push the cart over by the trash can I pick the bananas up and I said uh, do, do we go ahead and throw these away now or do we take them home, wait for them to rot? I mean, what, what are we going to do here? You know, let's be honest, right? So, oh, fun stuff. But Jesus says this, you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but every bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. And the, the point here being that you're not going to accidentally bear good fruit. There, there's nothing good, as Paul says, going to come out of your flesh. You have to be very careful. You have to be very intentional in sowing to the Spirit. Because from the Spirit, you will, you will yield the fruits of everlasting life. The fruits that are in keeping with the character and the nature of God. And people around us see that. They're going to know that. And, and the same here is, is true. You know, rotten fruit isn't hard to recognize and the same is true of the fruit in the life of a believer. And this point only emphasizes that it is imperative that a believer remains connected to the vine. Connected to the vine. Because apart from him, we're going to wither, we're going to rot, and we're just going to smell. I mean, nobody's going to want to be around Nobody's going to want to be a partaker of, well, you can come with your little invite card and tell me about your church and how dynamic the worship is and all this stuff. It doesn't matter. If we stink, 
But when we carry the pleasing fragrance of the fruit of the Spirit, it's enticing. And it, it, it invites others around us. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. Listen, can I just give you a, a really quick theology lesson and then we'll, we'll move on. Big church word, sanctification. It's a process. Sanctification basically means to be sanctified or a process of being sanctified or set apart. In the church, there's been arguments for centuries over whether sanctification is instantaneous at the moment we're saved or if it is progressive and continues throughout our I would I would argue that that's a silly argument that it's not either or it's both and that in the moment that we bow our knee to Christ and we accept him as Lord we are set apart for the for the glory of his kingdom but in that I'm not what I was and even in the state I am I'm not what I'm going to be but I'm in a process of sanctification and it's a process that begins with a profession of faith but it doesn't end until we expire from this life and the good news is that the work that is to be done in us is not accomplished in our own power but the power we are given by God is the fuel we need to act and to live out God's good purpose God plants the seed by his power and our acceptance I told you a few weeks ago we're co-laborers in our own spiritual maturity in our own spiritual fruit fruitfulness he grows it by his power and our cooperation and he harvests it by his power and our partnership Paul wrote to the church at Philippi and he said therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling a reverential fear of God one that says Lord you know what above all else I want to honor you in my life I want you to be glorified I don't need the flesh to be exalted right now I need you to be exalted in my life that's that's where we're at church that's that's where we're at and can I tell you something that is what this world needs it doesn't know it but it must not be lost on us that what this world needs is the testament of lives that are fruitful in the spirit and they're set ablaze with the life of God and the power of the Holy Spirit listen the opportunities for good and evil are all around us so I ask you today into what fields are you sowing into what fields are you sowing are you sowing to the flesh are you sowing to the spirit and into those seeds what's into those fields what seeds are you sowing I'll say it again, everyone wants the fruit at the time of harvest, but few are willing to do what's necessary along the way to recognize the bounty of the harvest. Listen, but if we do our part, God will do his part. And, and we have a role to play in all of this. And along the way, we, we have an unwavering trust that it's all possible through Christ and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I want to invite you to stand all over the sanctuary today and as we prepare our hearts to, to come to a time of conclusion and dedication of this word. 
And throughout this series, we've talked about some weighty realities of following Christ. And I want to ask you today in this moment of reflection, where, where have you seen yourself described? Because I've seen myself all over the place. And sometimes I'm okay with what I've seen and sometimes I'm just absolutely unsettled with what I've seen. And we should be. Because we never need to be so comfortable and so complacent that we're no longer challenged by spiritual things. Are you currently in a season of growth and health? Are you in a season of pruning? Are you in a season of experiencing the richness of harvest? All of these, all of these seasons have their place in our lives and this is not just a one-time progression of things. This is, this is seasonal. I think that's one thing we fail to point out is that oftentimes the, 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 the seasons of sowing and cultivating and reaping, they're, they're seasonal. It's not a one and done. And it'll be that way in your life and in mine. It's, you know, we're, none of us are going to attain on this side of glory. There's a continual cycle in life of, of sowing and, and cultivating, watering and, and pruning. Oh God, pruning. And then reaping. Then comes the harvest. As we wrap up our time here, I, I want to invite you to a time of response and reflection. And I just ask you, are there areas in your life that you need to seek forgiveness and the help of the Lord in? Are you, are you ready to profess your faith and make a lifelong commitment to Christ? Are you ready to step into the fields of harvest and commit to a deeper level of training and discipleship? Wherever you find yourself today, please know that God sees you and God is ready to partner with you in the power of the Holy Spirit and walk with you to a place of greater fruitfulness in your life. He knows the journey that you've taken and he knows the trials that you've had along the way. And here's the thing though, his grace, his grace and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, through that you can have the life of abundant fruit and you can see 10, 20, 30, 60, even a hundredfold increase in your life. And I want to I pray and believe today with the people who would just say, you know what, Pastor, today I want to see that bountiful harvest in my life. I want to see that, that bounty of spiritual fruit come in my life. As I get to the conclusion of 23, I want to look back over a year where I see that God has matured me and God has grown me. God has pruned some things off of me. And what has taken the place, even though it was fearful, even though it was hard in the moment, what has taken the place there is something that is beautiful and something that I could have never produced on my own. And I'm so thankful for the harvest. So as we uh, are in this place today and our worship team's preparing to minister here in this moment, just by way of commitment, I, I love this, and, and you, you, maybe you're new to Faith Assembly Church and you don't want to, maybe you didn't come up in a tradition where there's an altar call and a response time that's given, but let me tell you something. I believe this. I believe something happens in the Spirit when we act in the flesh. Some people are, are concerned, really concerned that people get in their flesh when it comes to, I, look, this is all I got. This is it. Now it can get out of order, I understand that. But, but we need to, you need to understand that it's not always the Spirit of the Lord grabbing you and shaking you and making you do something. It, it's sometimes our response to what we've heard and just stepping out in faith and saying, Lord, look, this is it. This, 
this carcass, it's all I've got, but I give it to you and I stand in it in expectation from you. So today if you'd say, Pastor, I'm looking for a manifold harvest of spiritual fruit in my life. I'm taking this word that we've examined over the last four weeks and I'm going to apply it to my life and I'm expecting a bounty in my life. If that's you today, I want you just to step out from where you are all over this place and just, just make a profession right now and a statement of belief to say, God, I'm believing you for the harvest. I'm believing you for the bounty today. And if that's you as we worship, just come and gather around right here. Raise up hands all over this place and worship the Lord wherever you are. And let's just, let's just spend some time in reflection before the Lord this morning saying, Father, move in my life and give me that spiritual fruit. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.